0: In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Stephanie Solheim, the founder of Grow with Meerkat, a digital marketing agency that helps local businesses to get more clients and customers through search engine optimization, conversion rate optimization, and web design. Stephanie is also the founder of the largest female SEO group called Sisters in SEO. Today, the Facebook group welcomes over 12,000 members in the online SEO space, only for women. Today, we will dive in how she keeps multiple businesses running, while she also balances her life as a mom and wife. So, let's get into the video. Uh, Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, I am Stephanie Solheim. A lot of you know me as one of the co-founders of the Women in Marketing group. They're at over 75,000 members right now. I am the co-parent of Sisters in SEO, and I'm involved in a lot of other women-driven groups um, demanding that we are able to get fair pay, take up space, and have the same opportunities and resources as men, especially in male-dominated fields. I work very hard locally, you know, regionally, nationally, and internationally on these platforms, but I also have a digital marketing agency focused on regional SEO for manufacturing and contracting companies, business to business. I have a lot of projects, <laughs> so I'm involved in a lot of different things, even events.
0: My biggest question was always like, okay, how did you start in SEO? Because the way I started was so unconventional. And I was, when I first met you guys at Mastermind Mansion, I just wanted to hear everybody's stories. And actually at Mastermind Mansion, there was a fair number of women who showed up, which was amazing. And yeah. Yeah and all of them been on my show. So that's awesome. And yeah, like, how did you start in SEO and social media?
1: When I had my first son, I was working in finance, and I have a history in online banking, e-services and marketing for financial institutions. And I was sitting in my office one day, and I had this whole office space moment, if you've ever seen that movie, where I just decided... I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to come in anymore. I wanted to spend more time with my family. And I knew that I could create something that would give me the time back and the space back to not only do what I love and to like stimulate my mind and to give back to the community, but also spend more time with my kid. And that's when I started doing social media for my in-laws and for my mom You know, I have a lot of business owners in my family. So when we started working a little bit in social media and then getting into blogging, you know, once you start getting into blogging, the natural evolution is how do I get more eyes on this blog? How do I get more eyes on my content? And SEO just kind of happened from there. And it grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And I realized that for me, doing SEO is a lot like playing a game. So some people like to play you know on their ps5s and some people like xbox and some people like dungeons and dragons i like playing the game of seo and it is something that i just can't stop doing like it's it's a compulsion almost at this point
0: it is it is a game and also very competitive as well i remember when i first uh, joined like an international seo group in phuket and uh, i think i met Gary Wilson he was running a big link building agency but now he doesn't but at the time I was like oh how that? how do you like it or how I asked something I don't know what I asked but he's like if you're a very competitive person you're gonna like SEO and I was like I never thought about it this way until that day like oh it is a competition because you want to be on the top three top one yes, actually yeah absolutely it is how does your day to day look like right now? You're an agency owner, you're also mom, and you've got a lot of projects going on, you told me. So how do you juggle between the all of them?
1: It's hard. And honestly, there's not there's not a shortcut or an easy answer. And I love being open about my challenges and my struggles and how I don't have it perfect because I think that's part of us being able to support each other in this community, especially as moms, business owners, people with lives that have other things going on, you know, it's hard to have it all and you just can't. And sometimes I want to be a better business owner. Sometimes I want to be a better mom and trying to plan out ways that I can give the most in every area instead of like, it's like, don't half-ass anything, whole-ass one thing. I, I feel like, Sometimes I'm spread too thin, and I have so many things that I wanna get involved in, and I'm not intentional enough about where I put my focus and my efforts. So right now it's summer vacation, and my son is home with me, and I'm very intentional about taking breaks to go outside and go swimming with him, or take him to the park, or be there for him instead of just sitting at my computer plugging away, because the work will always be there, but he's not always gonna be six and a half. And it's so important for me to show up as the mom I want to be and the friend I want to be. Like it's, it's really easy to get so involved in your business and in developing your career that you kind of let some of these other relationships either with people that you know you love, your family, your friends. So I think as long as you're being intentional about what's important to you and dividing your time and making time and space for other things that you love, that's what I consider success.
0: It is and how do you run different tests that you kind of mentioned at the beginning of this interview that you are running different tests to on your website as well how does it work or what do you do
1: yeah so i i use my website as a testing ground but i also have a number of different other test properties and sites i thought it was really interesting how you were saying you know it's a game and it's a challenge to be number one well Part of what i was talking about in fight club is that it's not enough to be number one i don't want to be number one i want to be page one and the interesting thing about talking about these different places where we show up online is how are you creating such a brand presence for yourself on all of these different profiles that you're not just number one in google or you're not just number one in maps but you're taking up as much real estate on the internet as possible for your brand, for what you do, all of these things. There's so much opportunity out there. And I've gotten a lot of feedback about something I said about if you can search it, it's a search engine. We're so focused on Google and being number one on Google or even you know considering Bing or Yahoo, but YouTube's a search engine, Facebook's a search engine, Etsy, Pinterest, all of those are powerful search engines and you have the ability to rank your properties on all of those different platforms in the same, you know, kind of principles that you rank your website on Google.
0: Right. And for those who are, well, quite not aware of these possibilities, how would you simply tell them like, okay, look at Facebook as a search engine. Like they would be like, what, what, what is it? Like, oh, Facebook (laughs) is the place I check out my favorite memes or like my, I don't know, my mom's Facebook post. you know?
1: Yeah. And and I don't know if it's because um, it's such a thing for women to go out and find. If you're going out to find somebody new to do your nails or your hair or your makeup for an event, you want to look at images. You want portfolios. You want to see somebody's work. And Google's not necessarily always the best place for that. I have found that there's a lot of industries that are heavily focused on, you know, the TikToks the Instagrams, places where they can really show off how visual their industry is, get that portfolio out there. So when I found myself looking up, you know, places to get my nails done, I was searching for nail studios in Toledo. And I wasn't looking on Google, I was looking on Instagram. And I Mm -hmm. saw all of these profiles that had been probably not intentionally optimized, but they were certainly optimized for what they did and where they did it. So they had that niche relevance, they had that geo relevance, they had information in their bios, they, they had other you know properties that were pointing together via a link tree. And I thought, this is really interesting. And I don't know if it's like a generational thing or the way that the internet is evolving, but there's certain things that might not have the search volume on Google because the people are searching for them in other ways.
0: Hi, if you listened to this far, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcast, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email on my website. Now let's get back to the episode. Let's into like practical ways. So, like, if you were to kind of explain it, would you explain how would you optimize different social channels with the mindset of an SEO?
1: We've actually done this, and Carrie Phillips, my co-parent and sisters in SEO, from the get go, was very intentional about the way that she talked about the sisters in SEO group and how she had SEO optimized using keyword research and good copywriting and descriptions the bio and Sisters in SEO, so that when people were searching for these communities or the algorithm was grouping communities, like communities together so that they are found and suggested, um, that actually went really, really well. And we did the same thing with Women in Marketing, and then we did it again in other groups. And we found that by doing a little bit of keyword research in the same way that you might optimize your Google My Business listing or your Google Business profile, you can use the same kind of terminology making sure that you're using the different variations of keywords. You're saying, you know, what you are, who your target audience is, who you're for, putting as much information into that and fleshing out your profile as much as possible. You have a better chance of being found when people are searching for you, but also you get promoted into those like groups or pages or profiles that people might know.
0: Exactly. Awesome. And now that you're running your tests, like, do you mostly test things on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok?
1: I'm testing currently every single profile that I can think of. So I have about 200 different platforms that I'm testing. Some of them get higher priority than others. You know, not all of them are ones that are used, but they certainly, I mean, if you think about it this way, one of the things that we do is we build out these citations, these directories, these places online where people live and where we put our brands. And you want to go out and you want to claim all of these branded profiles. So when we do that, why don't we just take it a step further and optimize them as much as possible? You get, you know, URLs to these profiles. Why can't you build links to those URLs. Why can't you try to rank those things? You know, you optimize them with the way that you talk about them, but you also optimize them in, you know, you can you can link build to them. And I have built links to my Twitter platform. I've built links to my Pinterest. I have built links to my Yelp. And all of these things now when you look for me and look for certain properties of mine, take up space on that page in the search.
0: All right. So, well, for example, you would How do you like you would mention your Twitter profile within a blog post or you would build different blog posts and insert your Facebook page there? Or how would you build links to it?
1: So you can do a lot of different things. And I have done this through PR. You can do it through um, Help a Reporter Out or there's another platform called Quoted that's getting more popular. Um, Even if, you know, you you threw up this podcast or like I was on search engine Journals podcast talking about events. Yes. And, you know, you get a link back to your LinkedIn and you get a link back to your Twitter. And before you know it, you're powering up these almost like tier two properties. So all of your social profiles point back to your primary website and you're getting all of these links. But oh, I
0: thought that if it's like search dot com would link back to your LinkedIn, then it would pass you to LinkedIn dot com. Mm hmm
1: but these are all places where i can be found so i don't necessarily care if the juice passes to my primary website because no matter what somebody lands on that's still an opportunity for them to contact and work with me directly oh, so okay. i don't I necessarily so it's more like need. brand awareness and brand Yeah, building. it yeah. is. It is. And and if you think about it in terms of i don't have one website i have 200 websites because people can contact me directly through Facebook and they might not even land on my website ever. The vast majority of my clients, I get through social media or, you know, coming through other properties where they're not even landing on my website. So I don't necessarily place enormous priority on my website. I place enormous priority on my brand overall.
0: Okay. Yeah, I love that because all right, I also have a theory that because AI is here and mm-hmm. now that we see the power of uh AI that you can produce content so fast and cheap, now I'm thinking what is the next step that people will have to I guess compete for because content now is not a competition. <laughs> it's only speed is the competition, I think. So I If you think I think what it, you AI... said is also supports this point that you have to build a strong brand to stand out
1: you do because just dumping out you know tons and tons of content isn't going to make you win um people are actually going to be looking at doing business with people they like know and trust so building this brand and actually having a face instead of just a bunch of copy and ranking and it's like they wanna know that there's a real person, a real person that cares and a real person with expertise behind these brands, which is another thing that I talked about during you know, my, my time on SEO Fight Club is that you wanna build this brand and sometimes it's better to have a real person as the face of this brand because I think going forward with the way that things are online, People want to do business with people. People don't want to do business with corporations. They want more of a personal connection. They want to know that there's somebody that actually cares about them and that, you know, they can hold somebody accountable. They have somebody they can ask questions to. That's at least my, you know, experience in working with my clients is that they appreciate that so much better than just working with some sort of faceless company out there where every time they call they get somebody different. They don't necessarily have one go-to person that really knows their business. And I think that's the importance with with business owners now is that they want somebody that really understands what they do, how they do it, and to be able to use that language in their marketing and their yeah. brand promotion.
0: I think that's one thing you mentioned that uh how to kind of create content on these different platforms because i see a lot of for example affiliate sites or just i don't know seos like they just copy paste the link to mm-hmm. the to facebook and obviously there's no engagement and it's probably not seen by anyone because if you have a facebook page well facebook is not going to quote quote rank you that page because mm-hmm. they rank your profile like could you uh, elaborate on that
1: yeah, and I think I think it all goes back to, you know, the conversation that we're having about content, AI content and using AI content not only on your website but also on your social media profiles. And I think the bigger topic here is that AI content, it's a language model and when you're based on this set of data, and it's working under the laws of averages. And, and you know Lee Witcher talked about this a lot and I, I took this concept from him, so I have to give him credit for it. He discussed that language models are based on predictability and predictability is averages. So if you're using nothing but average content, you're never gonna be anything better than average. So yeah. while well, we can speed up the process, come up with some really good ideas, give ourselves a jumping off point using AI content. I've never used anything right out of the algorithm. I've always tweaked it. I've always wanted to talk more about my brand, more about where I do it, create some sort of personalized story behind it because people love to hear personal stories. I mean, we know that just by looking at recipe blogs and hearing about, you know, somebody's grandpa with the apple orchard when we're talking about making apple pie, like we know I thought it's that. keyword
0: stuffing over there, honestly. <laughs> like, I thought, right. like I thought it's just keyword stuffing in like a context of apple pie and something yeah. like...
1: Yeah, I and, and you know what to a degree it is. It's, it's keyword stuffing, it's entity stuffing. <laughs> but it's like, there's, there's people that actually care about this stuff and you can see it. You can see it in the people that you really engage with on these social media platforms. They're creating content that isn't just about sales, isn't just about them, isn't just about what they do they're really taking an interest in their audience. They're going out and they're engaging on other people's posts. The algorithms absolutely love that. They don't want you to be selfish and neither do people. So you have to give as much as you want to get, which is time consuming, but it is the one thing that works better than anything else is to reciprocate essentially and to create content that is meant to stimulate, engage, be easily digestible. And then you can find a way to throw in your expertise, your products, things that you do right within there. You know, so so you have to mix it up a bit. You can't just be out there selling, 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 selling on your website, on your DMVs, on your social media. You can't be doing that because we know that it doesn't work. People get exhausted and they unfollow you and they disengage.
0: I love that because it almost sounds like you are humanizing algorithms, which is, I just came up with this, like humanizing algorithms. Like they're not looking at algorithms like, like, what you said is like, okay, yeah. look at this math algorithm to reciprocate or replicate a person. So like yeah. if, if Google was a human and looks at your stuff and like, okay, is this legit? Right. Yeah. But because Google cannot be this many people, it's just one, like, like a lot of combination of math equations, but they trying to replicate what for us would make sense. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you have to walk that line between wanting to get noticed by algorithms and wanting to get noticed by people. So there's an art form there for marketers working in this, you know, in this space in this period of time, where we have to do both. We can't just do one or the other, because for one, you might speak to people, but they might not ever see you, or they might see you and it might not resonate with them. Yeah, so you do like, I love how you put that you have to humanize the AI algorithm. Because it just doesn't do that right now. Like how powerful it is. It still doesn't speak to our souls It still doesn't speak to our you know, our needs and our desires, you still want to, you know, acknowledge that people have these pain points. And your job through marketing is to solve these pain points for them. And there's not a machine out there that can understand humanity in the way that another human can.
0: Yes. Yes. And, also, and that's like, why I, I don't think that
1: thing? AI is coming for our jobs, you know, like it might be making changes in the industry. But right now, like it just it can't get us that far. There's still I definitely any-
0: cannot take away a social media manager or something like the more I'm getting involved with social media, the more I'm like, no, you can't replicate no. me. Because like uh, for this aspiring CMO, for example, I see that my posts have been like I systemized everything so that I can do mm-hmm. You know, I can run the podcast, but also do the SEO Mastery Summit and do other stuff and spend time with my family on this vacation and stuff. So I yeah. actually standardized everything. But I see that it's like back, not backfiring, but like it's lowering my engagement because everything became so systematic is that it just doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. It's just there's it's, you constantly have to stir the pot kind of. Yes. Oh, you do. And, and you can't. Kind of, like, do the same thing every single week, which is why I think marketing is getting f- more fun and more difficult at the same time because people love to systemize stuff, which I am
1: one of them. I love to systemize yeah, stuff, but, yeah.
0: but you can't systemize creativity that way.
1: No, you can't. And because of the rate in which you know content is created and consumed and then it evolves. Like you see this with memes and you see this with really funny stuff online that has to do with very, very like hyper topical different things in the news that are happening. Like there's no algorithm that's going to be able to keep up with that. So I love your point about systematizing everything, because I think that that's the key is you systemize as much as you possibly can so that you can free up your time to dive into the creative stuff using your actual brain. And right. that's yeah. what creates the success is that you've systematized everything that can be, and you have your time back to be creative and make these funny memes and really connect with your audience based on, you know, what's trending, what's topical, you know, you, you see that with, you know, TikTok and reels with the sounds that are popular, like mm-hmm. there's different sounds that trend and, and based on using those sounds. Sometimes your content is more promoted than others because the algorithm favors a certain song this week or for the next three days even. The, the the cycle is so fast that if you tried, it's very hard to keep up for some of these big businesses with the way that they do their approvals. And I don't do a ton of social media management anymore. I've made my way out of that industry. and. You know, I've partnered with an extremely talented woman, Meredith solo 424 Degrees for that. And one of the things that she gets absolutely right is when she works with a company in an organization, she's very clear that the more the approval process is drug out, the less successful they are. Because you have to be able to hop on trends and be very, very agile and do yes. things very quickly. And if there's too much bureaucracy with, you know, an organization, too much red tape, and the process is slowed down, you can see through the data that these posts are not, you know, as engaged with. It's kind of like the whole concept of trying to be everybody's favorite flavor, and you end up being very bland.
0: And okay. yeah,
1: that's that. I think yeah. the companies that are really out there they're not for everybody. They're doing an awesome job with their marketing. They're a little bit edgy, a little bit provocative and extremely fun. And I always point this out, you know, we all think of Wendy's, obviously, but I think Duolingo and Scrub Daddy are two of my favorite TikTok platforms. They are so out there and so crazy and they're funny. And now I think, you know, every time I see that little Duolingo owl or the scrub daddy in the grocery store, I think about how hilarious their marketing team is. And I'm like, that lands with me. That resonates. This product's for me because it's funny mm-hmm. and it's fun.
0: Yeah. I, I don't really like bureaucracy as well. But this is exactly why I love SEO because a lot of SEOs are kind of freelancers or very small agency owners. So they're kind of the tribe that I landed in and I see like, oh, I want to stay here. Like I want to... I stay in this tribe because everyone is like kind of very free.
1: Yeah. The SEO industry is very interesting because sometimes it feels like the industry as the whole as a whole is like one big company and we're all working at the same company. We're all like coworkers. And yeah. when we chat it's like, hey, you know, we're all coming to work and we're all in the same office building and we're all buddies and We all hang out there's there's this camaraderie I think in the SEO industry that is unique more unique than probably any other industry where we're also connected and I have seen personally the number of people who want to help out other people we don't always see each other as competition or even if we do it's more like friendly competition but even through you know working with women in marketing and sisters in SEO there's this basic premise that there's so much work out there that we are stronger together when we collaborate rather than compete. And I love that. I love all of these connections that I have made in the industry where we're all lifting each other up and we're all helping each other succeed. And for the most part, people aren't being you know, self-serving and cruel and one-upping each other. And and I love that. Like I love that about this industry. And that's, you know, why I stay so engaged in working in these Facebook groups. Like I love working with Sisters and SEO and all of the opportunity there. I love moderating all of these groups from Signals Lab to, you know, working with David Holgate and Tim Calhart and all of the other places where I'm involved on these teams working together and collaborating and seeing, you know, what the struggles of the industry are, where people need the most help, how to reach the most people, even like what kind of tools would make a difference in the lives of agency owners. And, and I love working with the people developing these tools. Like Andrew Ainsley is one of these that are out there. Like he's working on content sprout and content sprout has changed my agency. And I, I just told him the other day, I'm like, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Like, I want you to win. I want you to win so much. Yeah. Do I hate it that I didn't come up with this concept first a little bit? Yeah, because it's so brilliant. But my God, do I want this man to just win and share this awesome platform with everybody out there? I, I, that's what I love about the industry. So so you're absolutely, you're absolutely on it right there with like, I just want to stay here.
0: Now, you talked about the SEO community, how much you support them, but I know you support your family, too, and your business, so could you share with us how it's like to to be a mom at this point in time?
1: Yeah, how do um, you do it all? It's, it's interesting because it's not just motherhood, it's parenthood. My business okay. partner, Alex, he is a stay-at-home, work-at-home dad of two. Our kids are, you know, very similar in age, and... We juggle our day-to-day client work, our meetings, um, all of the ways that we're involved online. He makes courses. um, He's got one out there for Divi management right now. All of these things we have to be so intentional about because our families are so important to us. That's our primary focus. And we know that as long as we are intentional and our hearts are in the right place and we're strategizing appropriately, we can, have our families, give them everything that they need, their time and all of that, and also run our businesses. But like I said before, it's really hard because it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no to the next opportunity to attend an event. Like I'm going to Digital Unfiltered in Vegas and that makes me need to take a week away from my kids and my family. and. I, I recently actually had to cancel my Chiang Mai trip. I know, don't be so sad. I'm not going to say Wait, wait, wait what did you say? I had to cancel my Chiang Mai trip, but it was a decision that I had to make to either be there for my son and my family or to attend an event. And in this case, my family won out.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: And, you know, you can mourn that and you can be sad about that. And I am sad about that and I will miss everybody. But I have to know, like, There's always going to be another event. There's always going to be another opportunity. And my children every day are getting older and older. And they're not always going to be three and six. I really, really, truly want to be that mother. And I want them to remember me as the mom that worked really hard, that built a business, and was also the mother that made their childhoods absolutely magical. And I feel like I can do that. But it yeah. takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of focus every single day to make sure that I'm not getting, you know, pulled in directions that I don't want to be pulled in. And that's been, you know, the hardest struggle for me is to so really what, stay What
0: would you um, advise, uh, what advice would you give for also working moms who might be in, you are probably the same situation as you like anyone from sisters in SEO, for example, like, Hey, Hey, Stephanie, I'm like feeling overwhelmed and I don't know what to focus on.
1: It's really just that hard. And you are not alone, even though it can feel really lonely. You need to have a really good support group of people that you're able to talk to when you feel like you're failing people that will remind you that you are doing your absolute best and that, you know, it really is that hard sometimes. Um, and don't let anybody make you feel like it's easy because it's just not. And mm-hmm. if anybody out there, you know, it, it's like watching people on social media. You always. watch I was everyone. just going to say that. Oh, my God. Yep. I see that all the time.
0: I don't know. If I think the algorithm yeah. thinks I'm a mom because I see all these mom videos. Yeah. But they're so yeah. cute, though. But I, yeah. I see why people get mad, like, on the comment section. But
1: please, please, please talk about it. Yeah it's easy to fall into the trap thinking like you're watching somebody's real, true life when you're just watching the curated footage of how they want to appear on the internet. And it's like, not everybody wants to lay it all out there and have the raw, nitty gritty, you know, talk about all of their failures, talk about how... There was a time that I was on... this This is such a crazy story, but I love to tell it because it really humanizes me. It, it, you know, somebody's looking at me thinking like, oh, she's got it all. She's doing great. You know, sometimes I'm just not. Carrie and I were running this uh, this interview on Clubhouse back when Clubhouse was a thing. And I was trying to lead a discussion panel. And my son was maybe one at the time. And he threw up all over me mid-sentence into my mouth. All in my How? Hair all over the floor. And I'm like in the middle of this huge event that I had set up. And you know what? It happens. And I just had to be okay with the fact that, you know what, sometimes the chaos just comes for me. (laughs) And I'm like, guys, I gotta go. I have an emergency. And it's just like right now, you know, fortunately for me, my son is downstairs playing Oculus You know, he might run in here in his underwear demanding waffles at any point in time. And I just have to be okay with that because that's the life I'm living. (laughs) So I think sometimes, you know, when we share our stories in public spaces with other women and other people, like not even just women, because the dads can relate too. oh my gosh, there's so many dads that can relate to this stuff. You know, maybe we need to just give ourselves a lot more grace than we do. Yes. And realize mm-hmm. that nobody's got it perfect. And there's no right answer. There's just, you know, intention when you wake up to do your very best to show up the way that you want to show up to your family and your friends and your your clients. And that's that's all you need to do is just be your best.
0: I love, I love that so much. And I love you. And this is why I'm so happy you joined. Like, you give me some, like, I think since day one, since I saw you, I was like, She's so fun. She's so friendly. She made this whole thing happen. And she also has a family back home. Like how the fuck does she does this all the time? So she's so fun. And it's like, you know, you give me so much inspiration. Like I really inspire to be someone like you in my my future, you know? Yeah. Which leads me to my last question, which I always ask people on on this podcast is uh, what now that you reflect on your experience and what you have achieved, What would be your number one advice for people in their early 20s?
1: I love this question because there's a lot that I would go back and change based on the things that I was taught. And one of the biggest things is that you need to go to college and get a formal college education to be good at anything. And I think that there are many different paths to get to where you want to go and to be considered successful. Like I started off as a psychology major, then I migrated into business, then marketing, now SEO. And I think if I had to give one piece of advice to anybody starting off, especially in this industry, is that connections mean everything. And if you go out and you make connections with people in this industry, you will realize that there are so many helpful people that want to help you learn and want to get you involved in other things like go out learn from people test on your stuff work on your own business site create some other properties test that out um, and and really learn from other people and learn from real world experience that's exactly how i did it and it was the best way
0: thank you so much stephanie for joining the podcast and if people would like to reach out to you how can they find you
1: They can find me on Facebook or they can find me on my website, growwithmeerkat.com or in Sisters and SEO or Signals Lab or any of the million groups that I admin (laughs) out there. I'm pretty easy to find because I have optimized my social profiles.
0: (laughs) All right. Yes. I'm going to link everything down in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.